The Real Life Girl. New episodes every Monday. What is up, fam? Welcome back to the podcast. This is The Real Life Girl, and I'm your host, Bianca, and happy holidays. By the time this comes out, it'll be after Christmas, but I hope everyone has had a wonderful time away from school and work because these things can get hectic and it's really nice to take a break from them. Today's podcast topic is not my own. I did get this idea from the Call Her Holy podcast and I'll link these two episodes below because it was a two-part series. But today I'm being that guy and forcing you to assess yourself by spotting your own red flags. First, what does it mean to spot your own red flags? Because it's no secret that we all have certain behavior patterns and certain things that we have always done from childhood to now that people have either pointed out to us or we've noticed in ourselves. Personally, I'm a very observant person, so I notice things in myself and from others as well. So if I notice I'm being a little bit toxic, I'm going to say something to myself. And that's how I've determined just a few of my red flags, while other people have said, hey, I've noticed from being friends with you for so long or because we're related that you often do this or you don't do enough of this. The very first red flag that I noticed when assessing myself was lack of communication. And this stemmed to all the way back in my past. In my past, I had blocked and ghosted guys because I'm just going to say it. I was so scared of being vulnerable and being real with someone that I would just shut anyone else out when I could even sense that coming into me. The hard part is out of the way. I have spotted this red flag and now I can name some way that I can change this pattern in myself. One way I observed was saying if I needed to cut someone out of my life, then I could just communicate that. Because to be totally real, there were about six to eight months in my life where I just cut out like two to three friends because these friendships were disturbing my peace. I felt so anxious over you know the kind of friendships that these you know people were and it was a lot to take on personally not to mention I felt like the people I had these bonds with I just never felt they could be happy for me or that we could cheer each other's success on because there was always that lack of effort or that imbalance now looking back I'm the kind of person where if I want something more serious in a friendship where I don't want you to be canceling plans or you know doing whatever I'm just gonna say it before I was very much of a flighty person if conflict were to arise I would literally flee at the sight of conflict and I am not one for confrontation still and that is something that I am still working toward but I've become the kind of person where when conflict does arise I'm like okay, I can choose to deal with this or this is just going to keep happening. And before that wasn't even a question or concern. A second red flag I know a lot of other listeners are going to relate is changing who I am for another person. And this didn't mean someone coming into my life or meeting someone new. This just meant if my friend mentioned that she didn't like a certain kind of person or she didn't like to be a certain kind of friend, I would put all the effort I could into refraining to becoming that person. I didn't want to become that person that a friend swore they hated or swore they didn't like. 
And honestly, this led me into a pattern of being a very wishy-washy person because I would be one way with a friend that I was super comfortable with. I felt like I could be myself around them versus a new friend. I would be super like foo-foo-fee-fee. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like so much of like I wasn't myself around either of these people. And obviously, let's bring up the obvious, like this can occur when you're meeting someone new and you want someone to like you and fall for you based on a person that you literally aren't. And I want to say that if that's you, if this behavioral pattern persists, then you'll be in a relationship with someone who doesn't know who you are. I don't know if I can back this up with statistics, but there are so many people who have married other people because they thought that this was the person they were marrying. And then years later, their true colors come to light. And sometimes it doesn't even take years. Sometimes it just takes a really difficult situation to show who that person really is. This third red flag was something I struggled with in early high school, and that was gossiping about my friends. And when I was younger, I didn't have the best friendships because I wasn't the best at picking my friends wisely. I would pick the people that were popular and were well-known, which is not bad. But when I came down to it, I couldn't confidently say that these friends had my back or that they would back me up in a room I wasn't in. And I'm careful to use the word gossip because when people hear the word gossip, they think that you have to call someone the worst name in the book. And that's not how it is always. And I'm calling out gossip for what it is. Most of the time, it occurs in the sneakiest forms ever. Gossiping can literally be someone saying, oh my gosh, did you see her story? A couple ways that I fixed this red flag that was constantly reoccurring and reappearing in my life was literally checking myself. Like, if what I was about to say was beneficial, would I be saying it? Asking myself questions like, is what I'm about to say kind? Is it inspirational? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? Is it godly? Like those were so many things that I would just say and I wouldn't really preach those things in my normal life. A great way that I put this into perspective was thinking if someone said this about me, would I still be okay? I talked about in a few podcast episodes ago, I believe it was Friendships and Betrayal, where I talked about being sent screenshots from one friend that I wasn't really too close with, but it was a screenshot from like one of my best friends at the time who was quite literally gossiping about me and it wasn't too much of like name calling or insulting but it was more just like little sneaky things just saying like did you see what she posted it doesn't look good she thinks she looks cute all these things and it like I said it was kind of like a really mild version of gossiping but it wasn't so extreme In my mind, I thought if unless gossiping is this like extreme, you know, bad worst case scenario thing, then I'm in the clear. So I was literally unknowingly gossiping about a lot of friends that I had based on just, you know, a random observation I'd made ages ago. Which is why I encourage you to ask yourself those questions. Is what you're saying going to be kind? Is it going to be inspirationing? Is it going to be necessary? Is it going to be helpful? I'm at a point where I don't really care to find out 
the why behind so many things. There have been a lot of things that have happened in the last few months that I want I wanted to find out why. I wanted to find out why a person did what they did, why this thing turned out the way that it did, all these things. It would be things that people would always be talking about and like dying to know. And now I'm at the point where if it doesn't involve me, I don't really care to find out. For the majority of my life, I'd gone to a private school and this school was super, super small. There was about 600 kids there. So everyone knew everyone and everyone knew everyone's business. I went to the school pretty much my whole life and then I ended up switching in the middle of my middle school years. So I remember being in like ninth or 10th grade in high school and still being connected with a lot of the people that, you know, I'd grown up with in school and seeing what they were posting on their stories. Like they were kissing guys or getting new cars or doing bad things. And I was always the kind of person that would hit up my friends and be like, did you guys see what Sarah just posted? And it was that thing where I didn't really understand or really care about what was coming out of my mouth it was just let me get this thought out there so I make this point to say that gossiping really does sneak up on you in the weirdest ways possible but it is in a lot of people's lives and they don't even realize it that I was able to fix this red flag was just being like if it doesn't involve me I'm not gonna ask and it's helped me to stay out of a lot of situations like even now a lot of my friends are in situations that they really could have avoided had they watched what they had done or said or whatever let's like make a challenge just challenge yourself to just shut your mouth when conflict arises that really isn't remotely about you Don't always try to be the person that tries to make their opinion known, that tries to make their side of the story heard. Just literally, shh. Because when you shut your mouth, sometimes your whole world changes and sometimes things actually work in your favor. I don't know. That's a little observation that I've made and I challenge you guys. See how this changes your life because I'm not in any drama. I don't have to worry about who's saying what about me. I'm just living my life and no one can just say she did this because I just kept my mouth shut. So as a person who used to gossip 25-8, I can confidently say if you just shut your mouth every now and then, your life oddly changes for the better. My fourth red flag was that I was afraid of conflict. I mentioned this before how I was a very flighty person and I wanted to say Let's look at life from a larger, broader lens. Because I just said, if you stay out of drama, you know, your life does change, which is true. But conflict is bound to happen, and I want to be real about that. Like it or not, you're going to have to deal with conflict in the workplace, in school, in your everyday life with your family and friends. I really think conflict is a topic that should be talked about in school more because I grew up as a person that was afraid to even, you know, I was afraid at the sight of conflict to the point where I just wouldn't even address it at all. I felt like a doormat for years. I felt walked over just because I didn't want to defend myself in fear of making people uncomfortable, uneasy, 
And if you refer to that same coping mechanism, you will suffer when real issues come up, which is why I emphasize just learning to say no, learning to restate those boundaries, learning to put in your own protocols of operation, if you will, because conflict is bound to happen and it's important to deal with it in a gentle but reassuring and reinforcing way. Millions of people head into the workforce after high school or head into higher education levels after high school or both. There have been times where I've had to collaborate with people in school and in work and among other things. And it's not always the easiest. Maybe there's some disagreement. There may be some tension. So while you can, while you're learning, deal with it. Deal with how you can equip yourself to literally squashing conflict because it is going to come up. Even if you don't involve yourself in drama, conflict will arise and it's important to know how to deal with that. One really effective way I dealt with defeating this red flag was simply saying this following phrase. It says, do you want me to listen or do you want me to fix it? Because I had a lot of friends who say we would collaborate on school projects with and we would get frustrated with one another or maybe we didn't have the same idea. Maybe we just didn't understand the project or we didn't get started right away. Whatever the situation was, we would always kind of butt heads. And of course, I didn't want this to tear apart my friendships that I'd put so much effort into. So when my friends and I were to get into these kinds of conflicts, oftentimes I would just flee and just cool off. And, you know, I'm more of like the retreating kind of person. At some point, I remember saying to one of my friends, I said, dude, do you want me to listen to what is frustrating you or do you want me to fix it? And I swear the way that she looked at me was like, I've never seen her look at me like that before. It was like she saw a mommy deer reunite with her baby deer and like it was just the most beautiful sight because like that is how she looked. Our friendship started to change because we were able to be more honest with each other. And even when we were to vent to each other before we would, I would say, hey, like, I really want to vent to you, but I really don't want advice. I just want you to listen. And the same for her. Just asking those broad, uncomfortable questions right from the start was able to deepen and truly swift our friendship to such a beautiful and deeper level. So that's all I have for you guys today. I am so glad that we got to chat about this really good podcast topic because it was super challenging to even write about and even contemplate my own red flags because I'm that prideful, but we did get through it and I'm just so glad we were able to chat this week. I have a favor to ask because if you did enjoy this episode, please consider rating this podcast a five-star review. This does keep things going and keep things in the work and it also helps me know what you guys like and what you guys want more of. Like always, all my social media handles are in the show notes below so that we can chat and be friends. And with that being said, I will see you guys in the next episode.